Hi, this is Daniel Sandoval from the Sandoval Bench Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. That's BetOnline.net. Join me for this week's episode. You're listening to Sandoval Bench Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel Sandoval. So uh, for this week, wanted to talk about the Deshaun Watson suspension and where the NFL is going from here. Uh, the Juan Soto trade to the Padres, uh, Debo Samuel's contract, uh, an update on Kyler Murray, and then um, also some other MLB news. Uh, I was, wanted to also touch on uh, Vin Scully passing away yesterday and then uh, Bill Russell the day before. Bill Russell just passed at the age of 88. Um, you know, an I- iconic figure, uh, transcended sports, um, was one of the biggest advocates for uh, the civil rights movement. Um, with many occasions, you know, Boston fans, it was it's well documented that how poorly they treated him. It was rumors that um, he would get beat up in Boston because of the women he chose. He would he liked to date white women and. Um, you know, people in Boston didn't like that, so uh, he would get assaulted from time to time. There was a, another time where he, uh, they broke into his house and uh, spray-painted slurs all over his house and even defecated in his bed. Um, but, you know, it was in Kentucky uh, where his him and his black, other black teammates were refused service that morning, so they refused to play the game. Um, so he was he was just an iconic figure when it came to uh, social justice Um but he was, a, he was also the greatest teammate of all time, uh, winning 11 championships with the Boston Celtics, was the first black head coach, player coach, uh, winning two more championships like that, um, you know, was a Hall of Famer as a coach and a player, um, you know, put University of San Francisco on the map in college basketball, uh, winning championships there, and then he also won it in high school. Um, but yeah, he was just uh, an iconic figure that we lost. Um Oh, even funnier in his later years, where he would uh, any time any chance he got to flip off uh, Charles Barkley, he would always do it. So uh, had a great sense of humor, um, and it's always uh, tough to lose a, an iconic figure like that. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know, there's a lot to learn about Bill Russell outside of basketball. Um, I think he did a lot for the social justice movement and uh, civil rights as well. Uh, he was heavily involved in that. Um, and then um, also Vin Scully passed yesterday, who, you know, he was he was great when it came to broadcasting, and he was such a, a, a great advocate for baseball. He had that, that just great voice for the sport, uh, and he even called some of the best uh, moments in NFL history. Uh, he, he called the catch, uh, where Joe Montana throws the touchdown pass to Dwight Clark in the end zone. 
Um, but yeah, he just he just had that great voice where you know you listen to it and it takes you back to when you're a kid and you know you're at home you're watching the games with your parents and or you're talking to your friends about it. It just uh, or you're in the backyard playing or you're at the park playing with your friends um, all day in the summer. Um, yeah, he just was uh, was the greatest broadcaster of all time. Uh, actually, grew up a Giants fan, a New York Giants fan, and then uh, uh, became the voice of the the L.A. Dodgers, whose last game was in uh, 2016 at uh, at then AT&T Park, where he got to take a last picture with uh, Willie Mays, who was his uh, his favorite player. Um, but yeah, so we lost uh, two great uh, iconic sports figures. Over the last couple of days, um, there'll never be two other people who can replicate what they did. They set the table for other broadcasters and other and other athletes um, to you know that that was the the uh, the standard. They were the standard basically. So, uh, but yeah, just a sad couple of days there. So, um, as we transition here, we'll we'll discuss the uh, the Deshaun Watson news. So the the NFL they got an independent judge. Uh, to rule on the Deshaun Watson case, and it seemed like it was a a PR move. You know, they had a, a a female independent judge. She was a woman, and you know, we would think, okay, maybe she's she should be the ruler of you know what happens after all these um, these pending lawsuits on Deshaun Watson. Over, I think it ended up being about twenty six women. The New York Times said it was actually north of fifty women. Um, so the suspension came down, and he only had six games. Six games uh, in addition to no fine, which, you know, the NFL initially, they're leaking all these reports, I believe, because they know uh, that they messed up, and they continue to have the same pattern of behavior where if uh, someone assaults a woman, abuses a woman, you know, they only get four games, six games. I think Ray Rice got eight games, but that's because it was on video. And the recording from the, the hotel elevator of him punching his wife, there's no way you can argue that. You can argue the other cases because there's nothing nothing on tape. So we're just, we have to uh, listen to uh, the accusers, right? But uh, I just want to compare situations here. So... Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, is suspended for the full year because he bet approximately, was he said, $1,500 on FanDuel on an NFL game, uh, not even on his own against his own team. Um, he did that while he was injured. He wasn't playing. He was just playing, you know, wagering. You know, they're advertising all this gambling the NFL's making all this money off gambling uh NBA's making so much money off gambling but Calvin Ridley can't just pay, place a simple you know it was like an eight leg par parlay that day and then he got caught and now he's suspended for a year because of that but meanwhile Deshaun Watson you know he's has this predatory behavior uh he's looking for He's you know trying to assault some women uh, while he's getting a massage. He's seeking out individuals that he's going to victimize, and he gets six games suspended, and he still gets all of his money. He's not going to get uh, fined or anything or lose out on anything. Um, so I just think that's uh, that's not right at all. Um, the same thing you know with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. He had a short a short uh, suspension. And then, yeah, you had Ray Rice. And then Ray Rice was basically black blackballed out of the NFL. But that's because 
He was 29 years old. He was on the downside of his career. He wasn't going to be as productive as he was prior to that. Um, so the NFL teams looked at him as, you know, he was uh, a dying asset, basically. And if he was, what if he was 24 and he had just come off of another 1,500-yard season and that happened? Would he still be signed after that After that recording was released? I Probably, because, I mean, if you look at all the other incidents, all these other guys still got contract extensions, still got signed. I mean, Reuben Foster, he, he just got a, a workout with, um, who was it? I forget who it was, but he just got a, a, another team is working out Reuben Foster, who, if you remember, he was a, the great linebacker from uh, Alabama, and the 49ers drafted him. And then he just started uh, getting in trouble for domestic violence, assaulting his girlfriend and his wife, I think. And then, um, then he gets cut from two teams, and I mean, he's still like 26 or something. But even he, he's still getting to work out. Alden Smith, he had all these issues too. Um, you know, there was some abuse there, domestic violence. And then, you know, he was always in and out of, uh, of rehab and then driving drunk and getting arrested. He was still getting signed. He's recently got signed. He was recently with the Cowboys, I believe, like a, a year ago or so. Uh, but he was still getting chance after chance after chance. And... A lot for a lot of these guys that happens even I mean even Michael Vick you know he literally went to prison for for um, fighting dogs and then he gets released and he gets signed like right away so you know the NFL has set a precedent if you're talented uh, but a criminal or a, just an abuser of women which is a criminal you know you can still get signed and you'll still you'll still get your money as long as you could play the sport right but part of this an independent judge you know, she told him, "Hey, we're gonna look at the past um, situations and the past suspensions," and she took that all into account. You know, she said, "Hey, this is what you did for Ben Roethlisberger. This is what you did for Ray Rice, Alden Smith, all these other guys." Um, so, based on what you did in the past, I see a six-game suspension is fit for Deshaun Watson, and then now the NFL is appealing it, and now they're gonna try to see if they can suspend him for a year. And I think this is a PR move because they realize that the backlash from from the initial ruling is is negative. Because they would leak before they leaked like, oh, Deshaun Watson could potentially get eight games. And then they wanted to see what the reaction would be from the fans and people were upset, you know. Um, I think I personally think he should get uh, at least a year and he should get fined, uh, a large fine. Uh, he should lose his guaranteed money for that first year, which is only... I think it's only like a million dollars, but but that's why the Browns did it that way, so that when he does, if and when he does lose money for that first year, it's not actually that that big of a portion of his contract. But uh, that's what I like to see. I would like to see what happened with um, Trevor Bauer, where he was suspended indefinitely multiple times, and he hasn't he hasn't pitched or thrown a ball in two years. Um, I would like to the same thing to happen to Deshaun Watson, um, but he needs to lose some of the guaranteed money and really hurt there. But um, he's going on vacations, coming back. You know, they showed him a, a, a video of him at a um, training camp and people were just bombarding him, asking for autographs and all that. Like nothing happened. Like he's just, you know, he's just this great, nice quarterback who uh, who the Browns just acquired. So. Um, I have a problem with that, and um, I hope the NFL realizes. I, I it seems like they do realize like what they're doing, and 
the issues that they're causing here because it's just it's like you could get away with anything if you could just throw a football and if you're and if you're still in your prime then you're good right so um, I think you know after this appeal I'm hoping that it's at least a year or suspended indefinitely um, but right now it's just gonna be six games more likely it'll probably be eight games or ten games um, but that's all I'm seeing because initially I think the NFL wanted him suspended for a year and then fined like 5.5 million dollars um, but we'll keep an eye on on the Deshaun Watson uh, situation uh, there's an update on Kyler Murray with this contract. So in the contract clause uh, that said, oh, um, you need four hours of study time each week. It had quite the reaction. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, does Kyler Murray not study? Or why why does he have to have, you know, a, a study clause in his contract? Uh, because, you know, if, if he's already studying, then you don't need to put that in there. So obviously there's been some some backroom conversations between uh, the GM and the coach and, you know, some other personnel about, oh, hey, you know, Kyler Murray's study habits are a problem. You know, he plays a lot of video games, which he does. He was on the cover of, was it, was that a Sports Illustrator or something? There was, like, articles about his, the way he plays games, video games, and then he's like, oh, I love video games. I'm always playing video games. So, apparently, his video game time is overtaking his study time. But anyway, after this backlash of, like, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, this is embarrassing for the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, which it is. It's like you have to babysit your star quarterback, who is someone you just gave, like, what, $230 million to. Um, so, like, the next couple days, everyone's talking about that. And then the Cardinals decide to rescind the, uh, the study clause. So they removed it. <laughs> and then they released a statement that said, oh, we support Kyler Murray. We think he's capable and all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Basically, like, oh, no, actually, we, we think he could, he has great study habits and we won't incentivize him or, or force him to do four hours a week. Um, so they, they removed it. So I think that makes him even look worse because before they were like kind of enforcing, like, hey, you need to study. We're not going to give you money. And you, you can't be like Jamarcus Russell, who never looked at tape and he just went out there and played and then was like the biggest bust ever. I'm not saying he's Jamarcus Russell. I'm just saying, you know, that's what happened when they weren't enforcing their their star quarterback to uh to study each week and then like that's what happened but yeah so they took it out and were like oh yeah we we believe in his ability or whatever so now that makes you look worse i think and then um so now it's like not even on there but then now like the damage has already been done now people are are thinking that Kyler Murray doesn't study each week, and now like the and now it's like oh the Cardinals can't control their their quarterback, so now it's already there. There's already a fracture, I think, relationship wise. So we'll see if he requests a trade later in his contract, or if you know this kind of goes away. I don't think it'll go away this season because if he has a bad game, or let's say in the playoffs, if he throws another four interceptions or like two pick sixes or whatever it was. And then he's at the podium, and then it's. I just want a reporter to ask him, Kyler, um, how many hours this past week did you study for for this opponent? I just want someone to ask that, so he could just he could just lose his mind and say, "Are you really asking me that? You know, this is embarrassing or whatever. This is disrespectful. I take this this serious. This is hard. If I'm not doing like whatever, but people are gonna keep asking him. They're like, oh, they're gonna ask uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, how many hours this week do you think? Kyler Murray studied for this opponent. Like they're like it's just right there. It's right there served on a silver platter. 
they have to ask it because it's just it's just gonna be funny to see what the reaction is. But I mean, they did this to themselves. Also, Kyler Murray didn't have to sign the contract. He, that's why you have an agent to look through. Like, oh, there's a study clause. Maybe let's not sign this because that's embarrassing and it makes it look like you don't study. Which I know you do, Kyler. You study, so let's not put that in there. Same thing that happened with uh, with Zion. Zion has a, a a weight clause in his contract. Hey, you have to be under a certain amount of weight and body fat percentage, or you could lose guaranteed money. And then now he's like, oh, I don't like seeing this. This has been happening since I was in high school, whatever, and now it's in my contract. Like, that's your your job as an athlete. You have to stay in shape. You have to. You are viewed as an asset. They can't have you ballooning over to three hundred eighty pounds because you know that's a that's a weight that's hard to play with. But they, you know, more teams are going to do this. They're going to put clauses like that. You know, if someone has weight problems, weight clause. Someone doesn't have study have correct study habits. You know, I maybe they won't put the the study one in there because of what's happening here. But you know, they don't want to have a big contract signed and then all of a sudden they have a depreciating asset, right? It's just like it's just how you run a business. They don't want something that's, you know, that we pay a lot, but that's not actually producing for us anymore. That's why all these companies right now are laying people off. It's like, oh, man, you know, so-and-so is expensive. You know, uh, we're in a recession now, but, you know, people aren't buying from him anymore. So his sales numbers are, are down and the salary that we're paying for him doesn't make sense. So we're going to have to we're going to have to cut him. We're going to have to trade him. Really, like, this is the same thing as how it's going right now in sports. So uh, people are just having to protect their assets. Uh, Debo Samuel signed a contract extension. Uh, three years, uh, $75 million, I believe, uh, $56 million guaranteed, somewhere around there. Uh, the same, almost identical contract that uh, DK Metcalf got because uh, DK Metcalf is, um, he has the same agent. Him and Debo Samuel have the same agent. So that got done. Um, that's good news for 49ers fans. Great news for Trey Lance because for Trey Lance, which you know, there's I, I have no idea if Trey Lance is ready. I I didn't think so, and that's why they were holding on to Jimmy G. But then I'm hearing, oh yeah, he's great. We'll see some we'll see some um, training camp highlights of him throwing a touchdown with like no one really guarding anyone or no blitz. So I can't. I'm not gonna sit around in August watching training camp clips unless I'm like on the toilet or something. Because that that just that's not interesting to me. It's not a real game. I don't watch preseason because it's not a real game. Like you have the third stringers in. I don't care about the third stringers. Like I just it doesn't matter to me, right? Um, so I don't know how Trey Lance is, but I'm hearing like different things. Like people are like, "Oh, he's gonna have a great year." I'm like, you know, that's probably not likely because it's you know his first year starting. He hasn't played an actual game, you know, like a full season in in since like 2019, 2018 before the pandemic. I think it was 2019, and then he played one game the other year just for for uh, scouts to come see him. So I have no idea. But uh, this great news that Debo Samuel is is back with the 49ers because um, he's also okay with having that wide back role. He said he never had an issue with uh, getting touches or whatever and that he'll do whatever it takes to, uh, to help the team win. So I think, you know, all those rumors, they weren't true. I think it was more like, hey, I don't mind being your main running back at times and, you know, being at a third and six and getting their first down at, at Lambeau Field, but I just want to get compensated for it. So they put a bunch of incentives in his contract. If he has over 350 yards rushing, I think he gets an additional uh, 500000 
So he has all these easy incentives. So if he gets over three rushing touchdowns, um, that's incentive. So he, he they lowered the bar because he could get like five rushing touchdowns this year. He'll easily get over 300 yards rushing. He could probably break 500 uh, just the way that they use him. Um, so that's an extra $1 million, I think, in uh, incentives. And uh, so, yeah, he just wanted to get compensated for what he does because he has a very uh, unique skill set. Um, like he's not the best route runner, but when he gets the ball, uh, he, he's very good at the yards after the catch and he can break some tackles and he's physical. So that's why he's great in the running, uh, in the running game, which, you know, they they relied heavily on Elijah Mitchell as a rookie last year. Uh, they won't be able to do that this much because I guess they want to do running back by committee, which they have great running backs. So for Trey Lance to be successful, you know, they have to have that, that running game going because they'll, they'll bring back a, a healthy, uh, George Kittle, and then I'm hearing Brandon Ayuk is like a, a number one wide receiver now, which, you know, he showed flashes of being great last year, um, but, you know, had some had some uh, issues with Kyle Shanahan, I guess, like, because they keep, like, the, um, the heart rate monitor on their players during practice, and, you know, he could tell who's running fast and who's not running fast, and I guess uh, Brandon Ayuk was not running 100%, so that was an issue, but uh, but yeah, I have no idea how how uh, Trey Lance is gonna be, but I guess we'll we'll have to see uh, uh, week one, and hopefully he doesn't get injured. Uh, so moving on to baseball here, there was some baseball news, some some uh, blockbuster trades. Uh, Juan Soto, formerly of the Washington Nationals, was traded to um, the Padres. So the Padres now have uh, Manny Machado. Tatis is injured, but when he comes back, they'll have him too, and then. Um, they, they also received Josh Bell in the trade with Washington, uh, the formerly of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, he was an all-star a couple times with the Pirates, um, but he, he's good too. And then, uh, they traded for Josh Hader from the Brewers. So they made some big moves to compete with the, the, the Dodgers, the National League West and, um, the National League. Um, this puts them for sure at, at a contention spot. Uh, once they get Tatis back, I mean that lineup is scary. Um, but there's, you know, they traded a lot of depth to get him. Um, you know, the, but he's also 22, 23 years old, so you have a lot of time to to build around him. I mean, and then Tatis is how, is he 24? He's he's still young too, and Machado's now 29. So you have those three other under contract. So. They should be fine, and that's why you know Juan Soto had uh, rejected that 15-year contract with the Washington Nationals because you know there's been so much uncertainty there since they won the championship. You know they lost Trey Turner, they lost Scherzer, you know, um, and then they just had him. They they lost Bryce Harper to the Phillies, so it's like okay, I can sign 15 years, 400 million dollars, but you know I'm. I'm going to be the only guy, you know, the, the franchise doesn't show like we're headed towards a direction of contention for a while. Um, so, you know, you have to think about that because you get paid all the money, but then you're just going to freeze to death in Washington, D.C. But now you're going to sunny San Diego, which, you know, San Diego, you know, last year, the Padres had high expectations, right? And they completely collapsed. Uh, the head coach or the the manager got fired, and they hired Bob Melvin from the Oakland A's, who you know seems to be a great hire because they're playing a lot better. Um, you know they're not in first place. You know that's the Dodgers. 
Uh, the Dodgers still have, you know, a better roster, I think, better pitching. Um, but, you know, the Padres are right there roster-wise, uh, especially offensively. So now the Giants are officially the third best team in the National League West for many years to come, and they'll have to uh, rely on the wild card. Um, you know, last year was, uh, seems like it was a fluke, you know, winning 107 games with that roster. Because uh, this year they're barely hanging on that third spot. Um, you know, they're barely at 500. They've lost, uh, what, eight straight games to the Dodgers. Uh, just blow after blowout. Yesterday wasn't a blowout. Um, they ended the game, bases loaded, down 3-0, but they still lost. Um, and then also the Angels. The Angels, for some reason, they wanted to trade uh, Shohei Otani. Uh, they decided not to, but I think they were just, you know, feeling it out, see what people were willing to offer as far as uh, trade packages go. Because uh, Juan Soto, they were, the Washington Nationals were asking for, like, all your best prospects. And, you know, I'm told that the, so the Giants were in on it. For some reason, the Yankees weren't in on it. I guess they didn't have good enough prospects. Um, so then it was down to, uh, the Cardinals, which I would have loved to see with the Cardinals, and then the Padres, and then um, I guess the Giants were there too, but the Nationals didn't like the the prospects that the Giants had to offer. So, uh, but Shohei Otani, the same thing happened. You know, I think he's 27, 28 years old, but I would think that he can offer more, or he could get a bigger return than than Juan Soto because he he's you know a a great pitcher and a great hitter too. So he's he's the a two-way player uh which you don't see anymore you know he's doing better things than what Babe Ruth was doing because he's doing it at the same time where Babe Ruth used to be a pitcher and then became um a hitter after that you know was playing off by offense after that um and but before he was just pitchers but Shohei Otani is doing both you know he's doing both at an elite level and uh I think he's the most interesting he's the best player in baseball in my opinion and he's stuck on the Angels. And, you know, the Angels, they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, you still have Mike Trout coming back or struggling to come back. And, you know, you had Noah Syndergaard, who you signed for a year. That was a big sign for him, but um, he hasn't played well. Anthony Rendon, I think he's just injured now. But, you know, that they had this massive contract they signed him to, and it's just failed. Um, I don't know why I talk about the Angels all the time, but... Uh, maybe because they have great players and then they had Joe Madden and I still, it just doesn't make sense to me how, uh, they still can't win. So, um, but I think Shohei Otani can opt out next year and then he can sign wherever he wants. So I, I, I assume that the angels will trade him next year because I mean, they should, that's a, that's a good business decision to trade your best asset. If he's going to leave the next year anyway, you don't want to lose him for nothing. You see this in the NBA all the time. Hey, you know, this guy's going to, he's going to sign somewhere else. So let me just trade him, get some draft picks, get some, you know, some other players in return. Um, so that's what I think the Angels are going to do, because if they trade him, then like, what do they do with Mike Trout? Do they keep Mike Trout or do they also, do they also trade him? Um, because you can't just, I mean, you can't trade your best player and then like keep, keep Mike Trout there like you have to you'd have to blow it all up so you could get rid of Anthony Rendon's contract and um, just kind of reevaluate build through the draft do it how the Astros did it first you know they just completely cleaned house when they had like uh, like Jeff Bagwell and stuff like that and um, you know they cleaned house and then they just got all they were terrible for 
like four or five years and they got all the first round picks and then they made they made good picks for, from that and they got you know george springer and Altuve and you know they got you know uh franchise centerpieces so the angels just did that said hey man we're not doing anything with trout and shohei otani so i guess we can try to get two other generational players you know because they already have they're, they're already two generational players and they still can't do it so i, I just i don't understand but um, it seems like they they don't know what they're doing because um, if that's the route you go and you, you I mean the trade the, the trade return you would get for Otani and Trout I mean you'd have you could probably put together an All Star team I don't know why I just think I just think the Angels are the most fascinating team in baseball for some reason and they're not they're not good at all they're terrible but I'm just I'm always fascinated what what they potentially might do with uh, Otani and Trout and where they go from there and and you know whether they blow it up or not uh, but yeah I think the, the those trades that trade makes the Padres a contender for sure um, I think first and second right now it's the the New York Yankees um, you know Aaron Judge is on a monumental streak right now home run wise uh, he's actually on pace to pass Barry Bonds uh, for his 73 mark for home runs in a season uh right now he's for the first games of the season he is like right there on par with with barry bonds which is crazy i didn't think anyone would be even on pace to do that but uh, aaron judges and he's gonna get paid he's gonna get a massive contract uh we'll see where he goes but i don't think it's with the yankees because unless the yankees offer him a 400 million dollar contract but um I'm not sure if they will because, you know, they were at arbitration. They tried to come to an agreement this past offseason, and it did not go well, apparently. But um, I don't think he's going to sign with the Giants. That's another rumor. The Giants are apparently in on everyone and then end up not doing anything. Sorry, I'm, I'm still a little bit bothered. But uh, second team, I would say, um, you know, as far as contention goes, it, I think it's still the Dodgers and then probably the Padres third I think the Braves are still there because the Braves, you know, they win the World Series last year, losing Freddie Freeman. They're still great this year, um, and you know they're right there. They're they're having a, a better season. And the Houston Astros are still there, sixty-eight and thirty-eight. Uh, Mets having a great year too. I just don't know if they can keep up with it. You know, they did sweep the New York Yankees earlier this year, so they're at sixty-six and thirty-eight. So I would say that's kind of the group of teams right there that. Uh, that could win the World Series, in my opinion. Well, that's all I have for this week's episode. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week uh, to check in on some of these stories. Uh, but thanks for listening. Really appreciate it.